The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 333 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... I am the magistrate of Caravan City, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Gomez, we had an incredibly busy week, didn't we? Did we? What? What What happened? What? What what was so busy? Well, you gave me like 9,000 things to watch. What are you... (laughs) Bro, you you were supposed to watch two things. That's it. And one of them... It was only because you added something at the last minute. Well, no, I watched it. But like at the end of last week's episode... You made like a fucking Chris Jericho <laughs> list of a thousand and four holds of things for me to watch, and I tried to do them all. Oh my god, I was just letting the passengers know of stuff that was coming out that weekend. You're insane. This guy's no, like, that's... he's making me watch 15 hours of content. <laughs> That's you specifically said, you specifically, I remember because I have a wonderful memory. You specifically said, Hey, Joe, you, this Joe from the Car Joe Mez podcast, you need to watch all of these things. And I was like, oh, By God, I'm, I'm so busy. How am I going to fit this in? And then I tried to. Well, <laughs> I went like two days without sleeping. I said, Hey, we'll go. I didn't even pick the movie, right? We spun the wheel. That fucking yes. wheel. We spun that wheel. And then you were like, oh, hey, let's also watch this. I said, okay. Yes, because I thought it was very necessary. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, all right, we got two movies. That's it. And then I said, oh, hey, passengers, there's some stuff that maybe we'll get to because we like this stuff. This is stuff that might interest us. I'm and interested my, in everything. My man said, you got it. <laughs> Like, if you guys look at the show notes, you know, when you open your uh, your podcast app or if you look on YouTube and it says, like, watch along for next week. And there is like 115. Oh, you things put on. Week. I didn't even see. <laughs> I didn't even see. I update that. So I was like, oh, shit, oh, we are fucking God. busy this week. If I would have seen that, I would have. Oh, <laughs> I just I, I kept having to go back and I was like, wait, I'm missing like nine things. Hold on, I gotta go back. Oh my god. I can't wait to see all the things you watched. <laughs> Put it this way, Netflix is out of new material. <laughs> They're just done, son. Oh my god, you're the best, Joe. Never change. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast, episode 333. That sounds Ooh. very important, Gomez, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Ah, every episode is the newest important episode that has ever existed. You I ain't lying. You ain't no, lying. I, I never would. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm not the 
the liaison of lies. I'm the talisman of truth. Whoo, that's what we like to hear. We don't yeah. like liars. We don't. Yeah. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Now on YouTube. You can watch this on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Car Jomez Pod. And if you would be so kind to leave us a helpful five-star review wherever it is that you're downloading this podcast, take a screenshot of that, tweet it over to us, and you can get one of the very limited 8x10s signed by Gomez and I as a token of our appreciation. Limited edition. Come on. Be dialing. Be dialing. Be dialing, folks. Ah, poor Don West. R.I.P., buddy. Yeah, that sucks. It does. Cancer sucks, bro. Yeah. I didn't know him or anything, but still, like, that's just awful. He was always entertaining when he was on my TV, so. He genuinely was. <laughs> Thank you for years of entertainment, bro. <laughs> oh, we love our TNA impact here on the Card Gomez podcast. <laughs> you know what we don't love, however, Gomez? What don't we love? The WWE. What? Who says this? We love. I, I think this is what we got to start with, right? Yeah, sure, of course. It's the big okay. Thing this hit weekend. the Royal Rumble music. Royal Rumble in tonight. Rumble. Yeah, I like it. I it's like it. The Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes, it's the Royal Rumble, bro. The kickoff to WrestleMania season. Oh, road it's... to WrestleMania. It's the mm. entrance ramp. It's the best. Exciting yes. stuff. Yes, and we got a flat tire re- very early on the on the road to WrestleMania. So, <laughs> Wrestle, uh, they put these pay-per-views on Saturday now. Do you like that? Do you like the Saturday pay-per-views? I do and I don't. I do and I don't because I always forget because I'm so used to Sunday. I'm, that's <laughs> my biggest reason for not liking it is the fact that I'm so accustomed to WWE pay-per-views being on Sundays that on a Saturday, it's like, no, that's my sex day. So you got to do the afternoon sex. So now I had to do afternoon sex. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's good. No, but, you know, sometimes I look, you know, really hot and under dark lights and, and mood candles and stuff. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I look really hot, like, a lot of the of time. Of course. Like, like, 100% of the time. And it's just, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, just not having that natural sunlight come through really enhances my appearance. You got to get the blackout curtains, baby, because afternoon is good because you got that energy. You're not tired. No, I have the blackout curtains anyway because I can't I can't have my figures and stuff getting any sun damage. Oh, I love it for the figures. <laughs> I love it. It's the truth. Like, God, I, I'm a mint in box guy. I can't have the colors fading on these card backs. No. I agree. That would be terrible for you to. I had a situation one time. Uh-oh. Where. Well, I have—I mean, I've had many situations, many a time, but <laughs> a specific one. I had a DVD display near a window, and even though like the blinds weren't open or anything, still light seeps in. It's like fucking Jurassic Park. Life finds a way, finds and it fucking faded all my DVD uh, slipcases. That happened to me last year. I had to buy a new TV because I had, even though I had blackout curtains, but there would be little sections in the curtain that light would come out from like the top. And it was just hitting my TV, and I had, like, little spots. And it ruined the TV? It ruined the TV, yeah. You're not supposed to have TVs in direct sunlight. Oh, my God. Because of the whatever, LCD, you, shouldn't you know. Have... Let's just get rid of the fucking sun. This is causing a lot of harm. Listen, Mr. Burns, we can't do that, all right? <laughs> Simpsons did it. 
Well, you know, now that you now that we're talking about like I've never thought about this before, like getting rid of the sun, but now I'm on board. But the sun makes you warm, then you're gonna be cold. You can't be I would cold. Never, yeah, I can't be cold. I would I would die. I would die. Get rid of the moon, but not the sun. We need the sun. Keeps us warm. No, the moon, the moon is good for romance. Then we can't. We got to keep it there. We can't blow anything. God damn it! Up. We can't fucking cancel anything over here today. And we need the moon because, as we'll talk about later, you know, sometimes we we put space stations up on the moon oh when we got to fight Do aliens. We ever. <laughs> Do we, folks? I'm not gonna lie to you. For for all of you who continue to listen to this show, and I genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. I don't know if I've ever been so excited to just talk about everything as I am today. Like, there's so much goodness out here in the world. What a time to be alive and have all of this stuff to talk about. Like the Royal Rumble. Yes, back to the Royal Rumble. Uh, You know, it was okay, right? The show as a whole? No? You didn't like it? I honestly, I hated it. Oh, no. Now, granted. I'm the worst person to take wrestling opinions from, right? I don't watch the product. I have a very, very limited knowledge of whatever kind of ongoing storylines are there. I didn't win either of the Rumble pools, so now I'm pissed about that. Disaster. So it's just I thought the, the men's Rumble starting the show was awful, like atrocious. No, Nothing. It had no flow. It had no, the even the surprises like the Logan Paul surprise was was pretty cool. Huh. I'm, I'm in on Logan Paul, but if you're gonna pop Booker T, and that's fine, I don't have a problem with Booker T, Hometown. but don't do it at number 22 when you've had nothing else beforehand. Like, do that at number fucking nine, do his little spot, get him out of there, and go on with the rest of your match. What is the problem? Like I, I complained about it all night. Uh, the Royal Rumble. There's so many people just laying around in the ring nowadays. I don't the remember. Ring got so full. I don't for, remember that back both, in the for day. For both Rumbles. Yeah, where there'd be like ten people in the ring. Never, never that. And uh, so that brings it down. Like I don't enjoy the Rumbles lately because it's just been like throw somebody out. Why is this person who means nothing? There's these people who mean nothing and they're like being protected. Like they got to stay in for 20 minutes for what bro? Get out of here. The men's rumble was, I mean, listen, it was one of the most horrid things I've ever seen with blown. I've never seen a WWE show that had was so sloppy, more blown spots Everybody was off, didn't know where to be, didn't have positioning. Their timing sucked. You saw Kofi blew his spot uh, on the elimination again. Second year in a row. But just everything throughout the match, people just didn't know where the fuck to be. And it was absolutely terrible, 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 terrible. And then even the finish, this is supposed to be, I guess, Cody's crowning achievement. Like, right, he's going to WrestleMania. He made yeah. it all the way back Big from this yep. And the fucking elimination, like Gunther, who I love. Boy. Probably one of my favorite guys in the business today. Definitely. I love Gunther. He must really hate taking that fucking bump over the top. <laughs> because there was like three different occasions where he completely turned his body that way he could just 
fall over politely instead of just taking a real bump and making it look like something he didn't know was coming. So it was this horrible conclusion to what was already a horrible match. And at that point, I was like kind of checked out on the rest of the show. Oh, my God. I was uh, with family, so I didn't get – I missed some of the show. How was this pitch black match, this uh, this Bray Wyatt bullshit? Whoever the guy he was wrestling. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. He he had glow in the dark trunks. Oh, that's and, cool. and it was it was very cool. That's cool, at least. <laughs> but that was all I could focus on. So I don't know how the I'm sure the I guess it was all right. They just wrestled uh, in the dark. I don't even know what yeah, the fuck yeah, the they, match they, was. They had a wrestling match in the dark. So stupid. Just yeah. turn off the lights. But like, doesn't that seem like I, I understand? Like, this is a business, and WWE does all this like kind of crazy off the wall shit, and they're the innovators and whatever. But like having a sponsored match like it's a bit much with, with a fucking real like gimmick to tie into a fucking soda doesn't that come off just like incredibly carny and indie it is especially like people's logo and the big mountain dew it's just it's yeah like, it's just no. I, not not for me pal it's all like, about the money and don't get me wrong like i understand like real sports you know, do this shit like UFC has fucking the beer logos and every company under the sun on the mat. And the guys have all their logos on their on their trunks and their fight shorts and everything else because everyone's got to get paid. But maybe it's because I'm just old and it's not what I'm used to seeing in wrestling. And, and that could very well be it. I could very much be completely and wildly out of touch with this stuff. Maybe, bro. I think it's silly. I agree. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one, but we're also in a similar demographic. Sure. So, you know, maybe we're not the people that should be commenting on this, but either way. Isn't wrestling for us? Like, WWE, isn't it for our our age group? I don't know if anything's for us anymore. Oh, my God. This is what? I need things to to be about me at all times, bro. What what is this? This is is bullshit. We've just hit that point in our life where remember the TV show Dinosaurs on ABC? Of course. Who can't? You know, and eventually on Dinosaurs, when you're a dinosaur, you reach a certain age, your family gets to throw you into a volcano. And I think we're just, you and I both, probably the majority of people who listen to this show or watch it on YouTube, I think the overwhelming majority of us have reached that point in our lives where we are ready to be thrown into the volcano. But we're the ones with money. Young people don't got no money. The us, money. Us old people got the money. So we can spend. That's why you got all these toys behind you, right? Shut up. You I got don't have the, shit. Because <laughs> you got the, the money. Don't tell people what I have in my house. You didn't have those when you were 20 years old. You have no money. Well, they didn't come out yet when I was 20 years old. You couldn't, afford, you couldn't afford fucking how can, how can I have a 40th anniversary He-Man figure <laughs> back when it was only the 20th anniversary back then? Uh, did you have 20th anniversary figures? Did they do anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they had commemoratives. <laughs> uh, what you uh, think about the main event stuff? That's the big thing. The, the Roman Reigns, Sammy Uso. I was checked out before the oh, end of the show. Oh, come on. It was fantastic. I so I I didn't see the main event. Yeah, oh, the match was all right, but then it's it's all about the after. The poor Sammy. 
So what he do? He turned on Roman Reigns? Yeah, because they were beating up, you know, Kevin Owens too much. And he's like, bro, it's beneath you. This is, what are we doing? So Roman's like, it is beneath me. So you do it. You beat him up. And then Roman turned his back and Sammy hit him with the chair. It was so sad. And Jey Uso lost his mind. You were my brother. It was so good. And then Jay, oh, Jimmy, it's just, it's good. Good shit. Can't wait. So now we're getting a Roman Sammy thing? Probably an elimination chamber. And then I don't think he's getting no uh, title win or anything. He'll probably be the ones to beat the Usos, maybe. Him and KO versus the Usos at WrestleMania, you know? Mm. I I kind of wish they would. They've spent so long letting this story matriculate. And it's like, it almost feels like a shame to waste a match at uh, elimination chamber. I agree, but you uh you putting the belt on Sammy? You like you want to do that? Yes and no. Right? Like yes because I think it's different. I don't think uh, you know, I think it'll be a surprise to a lot of people. I think you can take that story around now. Obviously, it would probably only be for a short period of time, you know, it probably goes back to Roman at some point. But the no part of it is there ain't no one on the fucking planet who knows who Sami Zayn is. I agree. You know, like Roman is a star and you need, look at this, you need a star. You know, we talked about this with Black Panther. You need stars. The, the entertainment business operates around stars and putting your top belt on Sami Zayn, is that enough to make him a household name? Like, I understand he's on TV every week and he has been for a decade at this point. But is he someone you could walk down the street and people wearing a t shirt and people know who that is? Do you think it matters if they put the belt on him? But they've done it plenty of times, right? Where they put the belt on someone and you're the champion, but really, you know, you're, you're just over there yeah. doing a couple of things and. We're still, you know, our main guys are over here, main event. I just think it's it's tough now that Roman has had this belt for so long that if someone's going to beat him for it, it almost, like, you can't make the belt take a back seat. You know what I mean? I agree. So is Cody. Cody's good enough to be the one that, to take that I don't belt know, off of him? man. I don't I don't get the Cody stuff. I've never been a Cody person, never. Like, I mean, I guess. He has good matches. Like, I, his matches are good. But just getting there is just – he's uh, so corny. I just can't That's stand the thing. He's, he's <laughs> always been, like, corny and trying to play the role Yeah. instead of actually just being a guy. And, I, like, I don't know Cody. I've never met him, so I don't know what his real personality is like. It's just I've never gotten the vibe that, yeah, like, this is the dude. You know what I mean? I, I understand. Never. I never got it. Ring of Honor. But a, lo a lot of people do. I mean, he's, he's very popular. Clearly, he's very popular. So either I'm, I just don't get it, or I'm just missing something completely. All of those things are possibilities. It's just I've never, I've never gotten that vibe from him. Where you look at him and like he's the cornerstone. Even in AEW, where he was going to be that that tent pole guy. And I'm looking around going, I don't know. There's a lot of other guys here that I'd probably prefer to see other than Cody Rhodes be there. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. So, you know, Cody, Roman, Mesomania, it's good. It'll so, be fine. 
Can I just tell you, I just found out about Cody Rhodes. His song is not 30 Seconds to Mars. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just something. It's so. <laughs> I thought it was like, like that. Uh, that thirty seconds to Mars song. I heard it. It's like I, I just. I'm, and then like people were laughing at me when I said it, and I was like, "Why would you laugh at me for such a thing?" And they were like, "Because you are not even in the correct because, ballpark right now." Like some a wrestler using a thirty seconds to Mars song in twenty twenty three. You know. I don't think that's, that's going to happen too much. Uh, he's emo, right? Isn't he emo? Uh, he's very drama. He's a drama queen when it comes to his stuff. Very dramatic. But uh, I don't know. I don't think 30 Seconds to Mars has really had that staying power. Jared Leto obviously is a, 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 a star. He is not either, yeah. Well, he's a star. He, he headlines movies. You know, I'm not yeah. saying his movies make money, but they give him money to make movies. You know, That counts for something. Um. Yeah. So, in conclusion, on the men's rumble, the main event. Yeah, I like. I just don't know, man. Like, I. I guess. I guess he's got to be that guy because, like, who else is there? Unless you want to go back to Seth, but, and it's nothing against Seth at this point. It's just like, how many times do you, you know, go to that well? Nah, I think it's got to be someone. I mean, Cody's fine, but if it's not going to be Cody, it's got to be someone on the come up, right? You gotta. You gotta yeah. make someone. So either Sammy, I know Riddle was hot for a while. That's uh, that, that's yeah. That apparently has uh, that ship has sailed. Well, yeah, I mean, he got in trouble. He's in rehab, whatever nonsense. And uh, so obviously they're not gonna jump right in with him again. So yeah, what, what about sailed. the women's rumble? It was all right. I, I liked it better than the the men's rumble, but at the same time, it's a the lot same of the thing. Issues, yeah, laying around, the same issues. watching the spot. And then nobody could, someone big will come in. Oh, beat up, beat up, beat up. But then you didn't throw no one out. And then they just go into a corner. Yeah. Oh, sell, sell, sell. No. It's like, what do we do? Come on. So that's my One of the things I got out of this rumble and um, going back to the men's rumble for a second, because they're, they're kind of interchangeable. It shows you how few stars they have because the biggest reactions still go to Brock Lesnar. And whenever he's eliminated, the people still go crazy that Brock got eliminated because no one expects anyone to be able to eliminate Brock still. Of course. People are like, oh, is Brock going to win this Rumble? Oh, boy. Once they announce them, they're like, Brock's in the Rumble? Shit. Because they can't imagine him being eliminated, you know? Yeah. They're like, shit. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, that. I guess Lashley is pretty over right now. And he I guess is. he's doing some good things. And, you know, he got the pop for eliminating Brock but at the same time are they popping because he did it or are they popping just because they are surprised Brock is out and to this point I would say it's because Brock is out it's a mix Bobby Lashley is pretty over he's pretty popular he's probably like the number two baby face on the show and shit like he's he's up there people do like him I don't mind him but Bobby Lashley whatever yeah uh, I just uh in conclusion I just don't think this was a very memorable rumble i don't think this is going to be one that people are going back to in five ten years going oh you know what rumble was really good is 2023 now that you know just no. really not a lot to it no they're just going to talk about the main event angle and uh yeah ria uh ria you know made history being the 
the first lady to be number one and win. So they'll bring that up. Is that special? Like, I understand, yeah, for the women side of the Rumble, since they've been doing this, sure, it's the first time. But for people who have been watching wrestling, is that even special anymore? I think so. It's only happened like five times or something like that. It's not like it's, you know, it happens often. I feel they're like one, two, three, like those people stay in the Rumble like till the end a lot more than they used to nowadays. Yeah. Like you get a lot of those long uh, things, but winning it, you know, it's it's a big deal. It's cool. What I, I <laughs> may, like once again, now I'm showing my age because I've been around for all of these rumbles. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, you have. For, for a kid watching this, it's probably like, oh my god, you know, she was number one and she did it. But it's yeah, exactly. You know, for me, I yeah, I guess it's just I don't know. There there've been times where you know, like. We were at what was it, 2004, I believe, when Benoit, Benoit. won, which mm-hmm. did not happen, but he won. And Big uh, Show eliminated himself somehow. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, and it's just, you feel like you've seen it already. You've seen it done. Maybe you've seen it done better. For a child who hasn't watched that, a kid who's a fan or a teenager sure. who's just recently gotten into it, yeah, I guess it's cool. But for us longtime fans, I just don't see where that still really holds any value. And I think uh, Gunther also set the, he was the longest the record person. for the yeah. longest. Yeah. And yeah. even then it's so, how many times are we going to do that? <laughs> so that'll be brought up, you know, so there's things that happened here that will get name dropped uh, in a couple years, you know, cause it's historic stuff. But other than that, mm, going, Chelsea oh, Green, yeah, was, I remember that. she did the Bushwhacker Luke spot. She had the shortest entrance too. See, so, that's what I mean. So, like, a couple of important things did happen on the show that, you know, I guess will be important in years to come. But as a whole, going, man, that was awesome, that Rumble. I can't wait to rewatch it. Nah, I don't, th- I don't think so. Uh, so that's it for the Royal Rumble. Gomez, before we get into all the 15 things that were on the agenda today, I added a movie of my own. I just want to talk about this quick. Sure. It was a movie recommended to me by a friend. It's a couple years old now. It's called The Broken Hearts Gallery. And it's not your typical Joe Shoes fair. Interesting. So the IMDB description on this movie is, after a breakup, a young woman decides to start a gallery where people can leave trinkets from past relationships. And I don't think that's a very great description, Basically, something happens in this woman's life and she saves these mementos from all her relationships because it keeps her and reminds her of the better times in her life. And kind of struck a nerve with me because what do we talk about all the time? Nostalgia. We love that nostalgia. Why do we love it? Because it makes us remember the better and fun times in our lives. Like a 40th anniversary He-Man figure, it reminds me of the times when I was a child having fun playing with the original He-Man figure because I'm that old. But this movie, you know, it's the woman is trying to get into the art world. She ends up losing her job and she ends up doing this thing where she takes out a piece that reminds her of a, of a bad ex-boyfriend, puts it on this wall, and then apparently people see it and start adding stuff to it and, and saying their stories behind why they kept this in the first place. Pretty fun. I don't not, not necessarily fun, but it, it, it hits you in the feels. But uh, mm. an entertaining film. I enjoyed it. I actually bought it because apparently it's not streaming anywhere. 
What's so, going on with these movies we're watching? That like, what the fuck? This is so, crazy. So I paid the four ninety nine or whatever it was to watch this movie. Um, but yeah, it did hit me from a lot of ways, and the the reveal of why this woman started keeping these mementos in the first place it kind of is surprising it's not you know your typical oh she's this damaged artsy girl from the village <laughs> you know so it was surprising but it, it actually has a lot of sentimental meaning and it, it caught me so it caught me in the feels and it was one of those movies that made me do some thinking and reflection so I just I gave it a triple and a half main man. I think it's definitely worth a watch if anyone wants to check it out. Broken Hearts Gallery. Oh, look at you. Not available anywhere, sadly. Not available anywhere. Pay the the money on Amazon Prime to buy it because you can't even rent you it. Can't you can't even rent it. it. Oh my God. This is crazy. Oh my God. All right. Well, oh, but you know who's in it? The the guy who's in it is the love interest. He's um the Red Ranger, Crazy Billy from Stranger Things. Oh, right. My first, I was like, Red, from the remake. Yes, okay. Yeah. I was like, what? They make movies with the Red Ranger? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> uh, that guy, he hasn't really been in a lot of stuff. He's kind of... Uh, you would, I thought he would have been... He was going to be a thing, right? And then yeah. he just kind of... I guess the Power Rangers didn't... Uh, Power Either Rangers that or, didn't or they're off. just like, hey, we just want you to... We just want Crazy Billy stuff. Was he in last season? Like, did they do flashbacks or anything of him? Oh, I don't remember. But even know. even then, like, what do you? You're not really in it at that point. No, that's what I mean. If they just did like a flashback or something, yeah. I know the girl was going through shit in the episode, in the season. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, all right. what else you got there, Joe? Oh my God, Gomez got so much. Yeah. So I, I, so I just want to say, I over a year ago, I pre-ordered. Is a HasLab crowdfunded item for GI Joe. Oh, okay. The GI Joe Sky Striker, you know their fighter jet. Mm-hmm. It hit all the stretch goals, so we're getting Ooh. all sorts of fucking figures with it too. That's cool. Well, finally showed up at my house, and let me tell you, this thing is awesome. Oh, I got seven new figures. Uh, a Scarlet in a flight suit, a Cobra Commander. We've got Cobra Troopers. We've got the guy Ace who drives the plane. We've got a paratrooper. We've got the guys who do this fucking this thing on the runway. When I know whatever they, I know what they do. They do this thing. So it's like all this cool shit. But now I've like I've been talking about. It. I got to get weaned down my collection. I'm running out of space. Running out of room. So this thing finally shows up, and I'm like, I have to sell this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I made the decision a few months back that yeah. I was going to focus on just the Masters of the Universe stuff and and select other things and I just can't justify keeping anything GI Joe and I'm just now I've got this beautiful Sky Striker and all these wonderful exclusive figures and now I'm going to turn around and be like a flipper and I almost feel bad about it. But like, what are my options at this point? I really don't have the space to display all this shit. And just keeping it to put in a closet and not be able to appreciate it like defeats the purpose of having it in the first place. It's true. Just so so if you guys, if anyone out there is interested in a G.I. Joe Sky Striker with all the unlocks, hit me up. So funny. 
I'll post some pictures because it really is cool. I mean, they've gone back to making the three and three quarter inch figures like we remember from our childhood, but with the O-rings. A couple years ago, they tried doing retro figures where it would just like, they just felt cheap in your hands. They didn't feel right. They didn't feel like G.I. Joe's. Now they're going back to doing it with the old style. So you said they uh they're doing the the figure size. They made them bigger like they they So they tried bringing back a 3 and 3 quarter inch. They were calling them like GI Joe retro or whatever. Yeah. But they were crafting them differently. So whereas okay. the other GI Joes had the the O-ring in the hips. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh the new ones did not. They were okay. more like just sculpted figures, but they felt they didn't sure. feel like GI Joes. They felt cheap. You know, it just it's one of those things you had to have them in your hands to be able to explain it. But if you did, you knew it right away. You know what I mean? Now, I remember holding a GI Joe back in the day. You had some yeah. weight to it. Like it was like, uh, it just like you could beat the shit out of those GI Joes. And, yeah. and we all did, you know? Well, yeah. But the, the ones that they had come out with just, they, they weren't the same, man. They, they felt awful. And now they're redoing this line, but with, the old style construction of the figures, but they also have GI Joe figures in different series that are like six inch class. They call them classified series. So they would basically uh, scale with like your WWE elite figures or your masters, master verse masters okay. of the universe figures, stuff like that. And those are more detailed, yeah. more articulation, that kind of thing. Interesting. Uh, before you get into some other things, I just wanted to ask uh, Scott Rowland, hall of fame of Joe. Yeah, yeah. I said He's borderline, good. but I would have voted for him. Yes. Is it because like third base is so not? That's a big part. Of it. His right? his numbers are good, and we have a better appreciation now for people's all around games than we did in years past, where we were just looking at home runs and RBIs, and that was pretty much where we called it quits. Yeah. Um, but these new age stats they give us an ability to appreciate everything a player does from their base running to their fielding as well as their hitting. And because third base is a criminally underrepresented yeah. position. Yeah. I, I, I would have voted for Scott Rowland and I've become more of a big hall guy too, where I'm, you know, everybody, you know, you keep comparing these guys to, Oh, Babe Ruth did this and Mickey Mantle did that. Okay, like those are inner circle guys. That doesn't mean yes. they're the only ones who should be able to get in. I agree. Uh, so he was the only one who got in. A couple people were close. Uh, he was the only were... one who got in from the vote. But remember, we also are getting Fred McGriff from the Veterans oh. Committee. <laughs> Fred McGriff. <laughs> and uh, so next year, our boy David Wright goes on the ballot. I mean, he's got no shot, right? I mean, obviously his career was cut short. Right. I mean, see, you know, what's weird is I I think, no, I don't think he will get in, but his peak was really, really good. Yeah. But it's just, I think that's what it's going to be is those injuries really, really cut off what could have been a great career. Jose Reyes, no shot, right? No. Bartolo Colon. Yes, absolutely. First ballot. (laughs) Unanimous. Uh, bro, for all the joy he brought us in, in I 2015, agree. that I alone agree. makes it worth it. One last one do I have to hear Hall of Famer Chase Utley? Is that something I gotta hear? You may have to. Ugh. Ugh. I, I think that's another one where it's borderline, mm. 
But with the way the voting seems to have gone and with the conversations I've already heard that have taken place, it seems like he, he may not get in this year mm. on the first ballot, but I think at some point he's going to get in. And that would suck because fuck, fuck Chase up. Piece of shit. Ugh. God damn it. <sighs> All right. I was hoping I was hoping to hear eh, it's close, but I don't think so. Oh, goodness gracious. I think as the the voters now skew younger, as people um are you know not aging out, but yeah. kind of leaving the business and whatever, sure. and we're are replaced by a more analytical line of thinkers. I think you're going to see more of these borderline guys getting in or getting at least longer consideration. I don't think we're going to have to deal with people like Kenny Lofton falling off the ballot after one year anymore, which sucks because I think Kenny Lofton's a hall of famer and I hope he gets some consideration from a modern day veterans committee at some point. But you know, we also had a very crowded ballot problem for a number of years because of people like Bonds and Clemens and others who have been clogging up the ballots for years. And the BBWAA is limited to only voting for 10 people on each ballot. So we did have very crowded ballots for a while. Yeah. All right. Interesting stuff. Thank you for that. Love it. Some baseball news. Always a little bit. Love it. All right. Let's get back to this uh, this long list of movies oh, this week. <laughs> so uh, let's go to the movie. This is a Netflix movie. It's a documentary. Gomez, I don't know if you watched it or not. We haven't spoken about this, but I, I know it's up your alley. The Pez Outlaw. Yes, I watched it this weekend. Okay. Uh, this, this afternoon, excuse me. So The Pez Outlaw is about this gentleman named Steve Glue. And he spent the 90s smuggling smuggling rare Pez dispensers into the United States from Eastern Europe, making millions of dollars. And it was this magical experience for everyone involved until his arch nemesis, the president, the president. decides to destroy him. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's hysterical. Uh Shit back in the day, bro. The shit you can get away with First is up, just insane. So legitimately, this is a guy from Michigan. And this is this Correct. is a documentary, mind yeah. you. So this yeah. isn't like just some Netflix. No. This is a documentary. It's a real thing. Guy from Michigan really doing whatever he can to make Regular a couple of bucks. Yeah. And one of his go-tos back in the day was sending in all the cereal box tops to get all the giveaways. And he would do it for like... A hundred hundreds of items, yeah. and then he would take those items and go to like collector and toy shows and sell them. Yeah, then he's really the reason they put in the rules like only one per household, they which changed. is insane. Yeah, this <laughs> one guy jerk. was getting so many cereal giveaways that they were like, Okay, we got to change the rules. Steve Glue is ruining it for everyone. Yeah, okay. Then he's at a toy convention, ready he to hang it up. up. He's ready to uh, hang it up, he says. He's like, I'm just going to sell my inventory and be done with it. He gets like this hot <laughs> tip from like someone, a woman, I guess, kind of is like, yo, meet me in the alley. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you got to go to fucking Hungary or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> and he goes over there. She's, he has this idea of like Pez dispensers. He's like, wow, you know, I could really do some cool. Yeah, I could really sell these fucking things. He ends up going to like the Pez manufacturing factories like the actual yeah. factories yeah and just flying home with duffel bags just walking full of in. <laughs> unreleased pez dispensers like 
Like, what goes on? It just makes no sense, bro. Like, literally, this man, he said, oh, I just played Dumb American. And I just walked in and just... Customs couldn't wait to get rid of him, like, and just pass him through. The Pez people, like, they just wanted, I guess, their their couple of American dollars. So they were just giving this guy anything out of their fucking safes. It's so, so he's fun. coming back to America with these Pez dispensers that have never been released or are extremely limited from Europe because the United States distribution was thing, yeah. they were controlled by the president. Yes. And the president is this guy, Scott McWinnie, and he had the final say on what dispensers were able to be distributed within the United States. So anything from Eastern Europe basically was a no-go unless the president gave his fucking stamp of approval. So this guy is coming and going back and forth to all these fucking Pez factories, coming back with duffel bags of this shit, selling them for huge prices. And of course, the people talk, you know, the Pez people talk. Because in any form of collecting, any form of fandom, you always have those inner people who know of everybody, course. right? Of course. And now you got one guy who's being like a fucking mole for the president. But, bro, but this guy was putting full-page ads in the fucking paper. Like, he didn't give a shit. It's insane. How you? How you? I just don't. I just watched this movie going. Number one, how like, did this happen? I just don't get why it's such a big deal. It's not like it's drugs. You know what I mean? It's like, Pez it's fucking dispensers. Pez dispensers. I don't and, understand. And then they got like an FBI agent on this thing going, he was breaking multiple international laws. And we're like, what? He didn't kill nobody. He didn't kidnap children. He brought Pez. He brought joyous Pez into the lives of thousands of people. Oh, I figure you're not a Pez guy, right? Because it's fruity things, right? So you never. I'm not. I've guy. never been a big Pez guy. Did you ever like collect the the things or anything like that? No, it was. Yeah, and I always collected something, but Pez dispensers just never struck my interest like that. Yeah, I, I eat Pez. I love Pez, but I'm more of. But a, you eat it out of the wrapper. Just, you don't just give me the fuck it. The... Just give me the yeah. sleeve of the refills. Every once in a while, I buy like a cool looking guy, but it's not like I really keep it. I go, oh look, this is so cool, and then it's lost. And then out. you eat the yeah. candy and throw it away. Yeah, you know, so it's it don't matter. So but, Joey Hudson, who oh, we've spoken about on this episode, of course. Yeah, you know, he he's been listening for a while, and he knows your affinity for Pez and candy in general. Yeah. And he said, I got an idea for you guys. Hot merch idea. Mm. He goes, get some dispensers, put a Captain Shoes head on one, Love a it. Gomez head on the other, Love and it. you call it Carjopez. <laughs> I love it. Carjopez. <laughs> so it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. And um, I will say I have already put out feelers to see if this is something that can get done. So we we could do some kind of limited release if it's possible and get some Car Jopez dispensers. I fucking love it. So good. Would that be the highlight of your life? It's up there. I mean. It's more important than having a kid, right? Come on, bro. Anyone can have a kid. Like not uh, everyone could have their heads on a uh, head on a Pez. Nope. You know anyone with the head on a Pez? Mickey Mouse. That's it. Bugs Bunny. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and those are two important. The people. Bubble Boy from this movie. Oh, the stupid Bubble Boy. Oh, this Bubble Boy. So fucking stupid. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I I like this. 
I, I had I, I enjoyed this documentary. It's a fun movie. The guy's I think a character. It's worth it. I'm I'm gonna give it a triple and a half main man. I think it's worth the watch. Three. I'll give it a three. It's definitely it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. It flies by. It's a very interesting story. The guy's a character. He's giving an interview. It's good. It's a good time. You'll enjoy it. It's just so wild. You just sit there watching it going, but this is a movie about fucking Pez, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what, really, that's like, what? Like, you, you take you know, the Pez to something else, and you're like, oh, shit. Like it's a, I Whoa. believe it's in the true crime section. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we've been getting, like, these fucking Epstein documentaries and Bernie Madoff, and now the Pez outlaw? Like, Jesus Christ. Do people it, have no morals anymore? It's a good name too, because you hear Pez Outlaw, you're like, what the fuck was going on with the Pez? What? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. It's a good one. That's on Netflix, folks. Check it out. Oh man. Uh Gomez, next thing I'm gonna bring up. Uh, Amazon Prime movie. J Lo. Tad Hamilton. Tad Hamilton, baby. Cheech. <laughs> yes, Cheech. <laughs> Stifler's mom. <laughs> Stifler's mom. <laughs> Star-studded events, right? It is, like bro. Said, you need stars, and this movie has them. Shotgun yeah. Wedding. To me, it's kind of a basic action movie, but it's about Darcy and Tom, and they're getting all their families together for a destination wedding, and it gets hijacked by pirates. And now it's, it's up to Darcy and Tom to rescue their families. Did you watch this one? I did not get to watch this one, though. Okay. So basically, J-Lo and Tad Hamilton, you know, she's like got commitment issues. And Tad Hamilton's like, but I love you. And we all know how weddings go with J-Lo. So it's never easy. But it gets hijacked by pirates with her, led by her ex-boyfriend, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Interesting. It really got the stars. They, They came out of the woodwork for this one. But so J-Lo and Tad Hamilton are the only ones who haven't quite been kidnapped. So they got to go and do all the action shit to kind of rescue their families. Pretty, I, this is not going to be the best movie of the year, but an entertaining watch, Good. a little action, a little humor, you know, hits it from a lot of different angles. I say this one also, you could watch, go ahead and watch this one as well. I, I, but I'm gonna say it's kind of in the middle of everything. Sure. So I'm gonna go double and a half main man on it. But I do think it's, it might as well worth the watch. Was it long? It's a quick, quick, quick an hour and a half, hour Good. forty. Perfect. So that's perfect. In, in and out, nobody gets hurt except for the families. Oh, do they no. get hurt? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. You'll have to find out. But it is action and explosions. So I guarantee someone gets hurt. But who? A wedding they won't forget. Oh yes. my goodness! <laughs> what do you? Uh, are you a fan of destination weddings? If someone was getting married in Jamaica and invited you, are you like, oh, I can't wait to go? What, what do you think? Depends who it is. Depends on who it is, right? Yeah. Like if you decided to get married somewhere exotic, I would go. Okay. Most people, like if Joey Hudson's getting married somewhere, I would not go. I'll send the card, bro. Have a good time. Yeah, here's a $50 check. Oh, yeah, I've never. If Eddie Bowman's getting married in fucking bulldog country, no thanks. That's right. It's some barn in some Savannah. Well, that's Georgia. You know, with Eddie Bowman, it would be in a barn, probably. And how do we know? How do we know when they're barns? 
They're red. They're red. <laughs> I hope. I hope I get invited to a Bond wedding. It looks like fun, like in Showgirls, right? Oh, the Bond. Yeah, the Bond with no lights or people or <laughs> signage. It looked like a good time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, no, I, destination weddings has a whole. I think as more and more people move further and further away, I think it's a necessary evil in a lot of instances. Sure. And sometimes the destination can actually be um, easier to get to for a lot of people. No, it's true. Everyone lives everywhere. So I get it. So, you know, if you're going to get, if you're going to get married, might as well do it somewhere fun. You know what? It's not a bad idea. Look at you dropping that wisdom. Listen, if there's one thing I love, it's love. Love oh. itself. And I have always pictured my wedding as this wonderful, over-the-top party that is all about me. Mm. You know, I assume my bride would be there too, but like I would want her to have the Miyagi-Do logo on the back of her dress while I have the Cobra Kai logo on the back of my tuxedo jacket. I would want to do my entrance to You're the Best from the Karate Kid. I would want Scott Steiner to be the minister. And he could say things like, Do you freak take this fat ass to me? Yo, baby, you want to get with a real man? Uh, I will say, if someone was to marry you, I think they'd be on board with this because they know what they're getting. Yeah. Marrying you, so they'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the Karate now, Kid." You know, Go- Gomez, would you be offended if Scott Steiner was the best man? And not I know because there is no way, and I've known you a long time. I, I, I love you. You're basically family. Your family is my family. I call your mom, mom. Of course, but you ain't gonna cut no promo like Scott Steiner for that speech. No chance in hell, bro. Don't you worry. I would not be offended at all. Trust me. I mean, you could still be in the wedding party. Of course. As long as I get to hang around. You would get to meet Scott Steiner. Yeah. Fine with me. I'm I'm there. I'm gonna have a good time. We can even do it at Shoney's. (laughs) Oh, good. I can't wait for this one. It's gonna be fun. Me neither. Now I'm I'm very excited. Tinder, start, hit me up. Swipe start right. swiping, bro. Start swiping. <laughs> Do the P cool. You just swipe right on everything. Cast a wide net, bro. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Gomez, you brought this up. I'm. I would assume you watched it because you sounded excited about it. It's a series on Peacock. Yes. Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Did you check this out? I did. Four episodes dropped, and I watched all four, baby. Okay, so did I. So for those of you who are uninitiated to this show, Gomez spoke briefly about it. But Natasha Leone plays this girl, Charlie, and she has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. Yes, imagine. (laughs) What Uh, a gift. Yeah. And as she ends up hitting the road in her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but investigate and solve. Now, I don't think that is the best description. That's IMDb's description. But the first two episodes are centered around a murder in her hometown, a friend of hers, and she can tell something's fishy. And because she has this ability to know when people are lying or not, 
She's able to figure it out, and it causes her to have to go on the run to avoid these um, these people who are uh, doing this bad shit. Yeah. But then in every episode that follows, she has to stop in a new town for like gas or to spend the night in a hotel or whatever. She gets caught and, up in some shit. And there's always another murder with her right in the middle of it, and now she got to end up solving that. Yes. So I don't necessarily know if I like the storytelling premise of this, that she just by happenstance ends up in the middle of all these murders. But I was enjoying the show enough to the point where I was like, oh, I'll watch the next episode. So what do I know? Maybe it's not, maybe I'm fucking <laughs> um, fucking stupid again. That's what that, I, the, the whole theme of this episode. I don't know nothing. I loved it. I loved the, uh, I love how they show you like they spend the first 20 minutes showing you the crime, showing you setting everything up. Yeah. And then and then they show how she's involved in it. Yeah, like and how she's she, not in the first half of any of these episodes. Yes, like some shit's going down, and then you see how she's connected to it. Like in the first episode, she's good friends with the girl, and they were just hanging out beforehand, and then all this shit happens. So now she's like, Oh, what's going on? So I love that about the show. I love how she pieces it together. I just it's a good time. So I wasn't really, I assumed that the original murder, which happens in a Vegas casino, I assumed that was just the template for the season. Yeah. And by episode two, they're kind of like wrapping this one up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what what, what about all these other episodes that I got to watch after this? Like, what are you going to do now? The fucking murder's solved. But no, there's multiple murders just in all different parts of the country. Yes. America, baby. (laughs) There's <laughs> always, yeah. always someone dropping dead <laughs> uh, Yeah, so it's four episodes to start There's going to be uh, ten episodes in total Yeah, every Thursday they're going to drop a new one going Drop one, one of them, Brian Johnson is only, uh, only did three episodes So they got a cast of directors and writers doing the show I'm very excited to see what they do Because basically every story is self-contained uh, yes. You know, and then they add a little like in the fourth episode, they like, oh, hey, don't forget. She's on the run from she's bad still guys. on the run from the bad. You guy. know, so it's like going back to there. But, you know, two, three, four. It's just here's a mystery and uh, let's solve it. Uh, they got guest stars. The guest stars have been good, you know. And I was going to say that that is uh, it's a nice spot. The guy. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is this person and this girl is this person. So it's and- it's good for that, too. And every episode has been different in the way that the murder happens, in the way that she gets involved in it. So, and in the way they teach you how to smoke barbecue. (laughs) Yes, pecan. I use when I smoke. I'm a smoker. Uh, Me too. I make uh, brisket and you know stuff like that. I like to use cherry wood. That's my thing. I'm a big cherry guy. Brings a nice little sweetness to that. Spicy that I put in there. So no pecan. Once in a while, do the pecan. I like to mix maybe some apple with the pecan, and then do cherry on the side there. Yeah, baby, we get crazy up in here. See, I remember like years ago when Wendy's first came out with like whatever burger had applewood smoked bacon. Oh yes, and I was like, I don't know where they got that name, but like I don't give a shit. Just give me bacon, bro. Like I didn't realize that that was actually a description. That's a real thing. Cooking method of the bacon. Yes. You put up Wendy's real fast. Uh, 
Did you see Burger King? They got all these uh, new chicken, chicken sandwiches. sandwiches. Gomez, all I will say is stay tuned to YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. A lot of stuff got filmed over this weekend oh, that be yeah. released every couple of days, you know, for the next couple of weeks. I've got videos coming out and scheduled and stuff. I'm working to have that all three chicken sandwiches, three, three chicken. ethnic chicken sandwiches. So funny, bro. The, the American, American, the Italian. <laughs> And the one I was most yes. excited about, the Mexican. I had the Mexican. I'll wait till you put your video up, and then we could talk about it. Yeah. You know what we should talk about quick? I know you're you're not necessarily a big coffee creamer guy, but your wife is, and you guys oh, shot yes. for it. I saw you put your video There's up. There's been yeah. a lot of controversy, yes. Gomez. <laughs> I'm not in the coffee creamer community. There's been a ton of controversy. I fucking love about... it. It's so silly. <laughs> so, of course. About two years ago, I did a review on this International Delight Cold Stone branded sweet cream yeah. creamer. And it was okay, kind of middle of the pack for me. Uh, if you go back and watch the video, you'll hear me say, I just wish it was a little sweeter. I wish it had a little more to it. And that's the case with a lot of these creamers I try. I like a, a richer taste and flavor. People... This coffee creamer, however, has a devoted following of people who would use it as their regular coffee creamer. Well, the contract with Cold Stone must have run out recently, and it has now been discontinued, and it has been replaced by a basic international delight, sweet and creamy, and people are up in arms over it, Gomez. Up in arms. They hate it. It's different. It's not what they want. It's not what they like. I just put up my review the other day, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes if you want to watch it. I international delight is very happy with me right now. Let's say that I'm very, I like to, I, I'm, I'm not a hot take guy. I always say that I'm not shitting on something just to shit on something. But if I'm mad about something, I have no problem saying it. I feel like I'm a truth teller. I, I'm giving you a genuine opinion. I'm not just trying to get fucking clicks. Yeah. On, whatever. No. But I didn't think it was that bad. In fact, <laughs> I kind of liked it better than the Cold Stone one. Oh, man. I just saw it for the first time uh, yesterday because we still had the, the Cold Stones mm-hmm. in, uh, in the supermarket. And I was walking by and I said, wait a minute. Oh, it's that new one. So uh, she's, got a, she's got a little creamer left, but that'll be the next one I buy because she's definitely got to try that. Because that was one of her faves. She just likes it. Not too sweet. A little bit of that. Apparently, it was a, a real go-to for quite a few people. Because my video from two years ago has been performing really well out of nowhere, better than it ever has in the two years it's been on YouTube. And I keep getting comments and comments and comments from people who are like up in arms that this coffee creamer was discontinued. I hate when they do shit like that. I went to TGI Fridays and, you know, it's not Jack Daniels no more. It's just whiskey glaze. Oh, yeah. And I felt it tasted different. I haven't been there in a long time. I feel, I feel like they they tweaked the recipe. Well, they have like, to. And They're there was not like cherries in there. Anymore. There was cherries in there, and I didn't like that. So I made it myself when I got home. Much better. I'll make oh, it for man. you one day. I make a good Jack Daniel sauce. Mm. So yeah, just you. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube, please feel free. YouTube.com/slash Joe Shoes. Like I said, I got a bunch a bunch of new coffee creamer reviews coming out. Uh, new Arby's sandwich Gomez. A steakhouse garlic uh, uh, ribeye sandwich mm. they have. Okay. Interesting. So we got that. We'll have the chicken sandwiches from Burger King. So there's plenty of content coming up on the YouTube channel. 
Yes. All right. My goodness. Oh, baby. Did you watch anything else? Or can we get into... We can get into Ooh. what we actually came here for. Meat and potatoes time, folks. Oh, baby. The Obscure Sequel Weeks continue. Oh, oh my yeah. God. We're almost done, Joe. We're almost done. I think I'll be sad when this is over. Oh, Because well, some of these movies have just been ridiculous. <laughs> They're all ridiculous. Because why were these movies made? Well, we know why one of them was made this week. Yes. The money. No, because oh. it's amazing. <laughs> but let's start, let's start with the one the wheel picked for us. Sure. So let's start with Benchwarmers 2 Breaking Balls. Um yes. so I was gonna watch the first Benchwarmers because I was like, I don't think I've because seen you hate this yourself. movie. I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie because why the fuck would I watch a movie starring Napoleon Dynamite and David Spade? Never in my life. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I saw it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to watch this because I doubt it has anything to do with this fucking sequel. So I said, fuck that. So I did not watch it. Have you seen the original? I've never seen the original and I have no interest in ever seeing it. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad because I really was like, maybe I should do. No, no. So Benchwarmers 2, it stars our double main man, bro. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> I turned this on and it's like starring Chris Klein. And Chris I'm like, Klein. Wait, Chris, Chris, why, where do I know that name from? It's fucking Oz from American Pie. I didn't think he still did movies. Bro, I haven't seen that name in forever. I can't even tell you. Like, literally, this movie came out, what, 2018? 2019, like I have. 2019, so... That's a and long... then, so I I went on to his IMDb and I'm like, what did they fucking dig this guy out of a mausoleum? Like, what the fuck is going on? He's actually been pretty active. He's been steady working, huh? <laughs> like wow. nothing, nothing like big, but cool. like a couple episodes on this show, a few episodes here. He's doing this. He's got. I'm like, what the, what the fucking good for you, Chris Klein? It's got to keep that insurance. Can't let that insurance laugh. Got to take a job every once in a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> So here's the description for Benchwarmers 2, Breaking Balls. After a freak accident ruins a guy's chances at playing professional baseball, he joins a competitive softball league for lawyers. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, the movie. Now, I look at this and I go, oh, yeah, you know what? If you're you're not going to be able to play professional baseball, then playing an intramural softball league for your law firm is a a fine backup. Yes. (laughs) Oh, this movie. Let's talk about this movie. So the best thing about this movie is it's it's an hour and a half, nice and and breezy, in and out. Um, So when I went to log this movie onto Letterboxd, it's got like a 1.5 rating, right? And I was looking okay. at these, I was looking at the reviews, and it was a lot of one star and half star reviews. And this is before I watched the movie. So I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this movie? And I watched this movie, and it ain't good. But I mean, this movie is not terrible. I was it's, about to say the same thing. Like, it's, it's, I don't think it's funny. Like, there's like, it's supposed to be a comedy and there's no fucking jokes. So that makes it bad, obviously. But to see half-star reviews and one-star reviews, I'm like, oh, my God. I was dreading watching this movie, and I watched it. And I was like, I was almost pleasantly surprised. 
Yes, it's fine. It's it's, it's a fine movie. Yes, I I'm I am in the same boat as you. So for for all of you who did watch this movie on twitch.tv slash Mez movie, where Gomez was nice enough to stream it for all of us, I hope you feel the same. Like, yeah, yeah. we've made you guys watch some bad fucking movies in the past. This was but not. honestly, this is not as bad. Like this showgirls was way worse than this. Way worse than this movie. So worse. So I was pleasantly surprised, I'll say, that when I was watching, I was like, all right, I'm not fucking enjoying it or nothing. But poof. It is a very corny, very so corny. stereotypical, low budget BS fucking B movie, right? Straight to DVD comedy. Yes. And and there is a market for that. And this isn't like an egregious use of fucking budgets or actors or anything like that. It's just, there's not a lot to it. So like Gomez said, there are plenty of movies out there in the world that are way worse than this. Way worse. But again, if we're we're comparing it on joke-wise, because it is a comedy. It's it's, not very funny. It's the fucking, it's terrible in that sense. The jokes are just, the jokes... I guess it's playing off of that 2006 humor, right? Like, it's very, like, in 2019, I wouldn't expect a movie like this with that kind of jokes. Not that anything's offensive or anything. It's just the way they're telling their jokes and the style of jokes. It's like, oh, we're still making movies like this? Like, this yeah. is still what we're doing? It's, That's it, what feels, it feels a it, lot more dated than it really yes. is. But it looks good. Like, it's shot nice. Like, it's, yeah. it looks better than a lot of movies I watch. So I guess if you watch a lot of bad movies, this one won't be so bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's our recommendation. Gomez, why don't yeah. we hit some music? Yeah. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man man man? A quadruple main man? Bench warmers two breaking balls main man standards what were you thinking here you know when you were saying you kept seeing half a star one star and i'm going oh man like my rating isn't that bad it's not good but it ain't that bad so i actually think this movie listen this is like i feel like this would be like the the perfect cable tv movie to have on in the background while you're cleaning the house or something sure not something you need to pay all the attention in the world to, no. but you could go vacuum or wash the dishes, maybe fold your laundry. And this is a quick and unoffensive thing that if you watch the end of it or don't watch the end of it, you're not going to mind. So I gave it a double main man, two stars. Me too. Two stars, two stars. Not great, not even good, but not terrible. It's bad. Uh, the story is not very good. It's all over the place. They're uh, trying to stop a thing. And then all of a sudden, just playing baseball, getting better at baseball. It's just like yeah. everything's like kind of quick, boom, boom, boom. But that's a good thing because you don't want to sit there for too long. No, I, I thought they actually paced it rather well because by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So definitely, I mean, the problem is you can't find it nowhere. But if you ever saw it, on a streaming service, it's not bad. It's not the worst thing you could spend your time with. Unlike our next movie. <laughs> Here we go. 2016's Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, boy, oh, boy. What a movie this one is. So, 2016, 
is 20 years removed from the original Independence Day, which I think we all agree is a smash hit, yeah. awesome, amazing, especially yes. at the time. Hell yeah. Now we get this long-awaited sequel. And this movie was the main focus of the only fourth episode back in 2016 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. And it was that because I was dying to see it. And Gomez was like... Were. I think me thing. more than me more well, than yes, of course, but I mean, you know, 20 years later to make it independence day, it's like, okay, let's see what we got here. And you know? I was hyped for it, and I hope you guys saw it then. Based on the box office, not a lot of you did. <sighs> Bro, the box office was terrible. Didn't even come in first on its first weekend, bro. So I believe it only made 45 million opening weekend. Which had to be a huge disappointment. The budget for it was 165. It only finished the domestic take at 103. Jesus. That's crazy. So, Independence Day Resurgence 2016, two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with a new extrasolar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? So basically, in the 20 years that have passed, humans have started building space stations out on the moon. That way we can defend in case the aliens ever want to come back. And guess what? They fucking do. Thank God we were using their technology to better uh, enhance all our shit there. Because, oh boy, they came back all right. So we get Liam Hemsworth is the star of this one. He plays Jake Morrison, who's whatever. Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> we get Jesse T. Usher, who plays Dylan Hiller, the son of Will Smith's character Will Smith's in the character, original yeah. one, Steve Hiller. Yes. And we get the return of Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. And, David. and his dad comes back, too. Yes. Yes. Judge Hirsch comes back, too. Judge Hirsch comes back. My son, David. <laughs> so, uh, so Gomez, I mean, we're what? Seven years later. Yes. Have not watched it or thought have about not it, watched since it since opening weekend. I remember the biggest thing I, I came out of when I kept seeing the advertisements when it was being released as ID 42. And all I could picture was Jackie Robinson driving the spaceship to defend us from the aliens. God bless him. Because that's the crossover I feel like we deserve. Bro, we need that. But seven years ago, I left this movie very excited. Silly and, boy. And now as we sit here in 2023, with the benefit of hindsight, I'm lucky enough to still be here to have the benefit of hindsight on this movie. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I love this movie. I don't Ooh. give a shit what any of you motherfuckers think. This we go to space. We got aliens. We got the Chinese moon supervisor doing supervisor China things. Super That's right. Uh. <laughs> there is so much goodness packed into this star-studded film. I can't believe it is not as highly renowned as the original. Oh boy, oh boy, this movie. Oh man, 
So I remember leaving the theater and my biggest thing was, man, I wish this movie was the movie they end on where they're going to, to get these son. We're going to space to come fuck these aliens up. That would have been a fun movie. This movie. Oh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> I was not feeling it the second time around. This movie. Just having this Hemsworth as your lead guy is just, it already drags the movie down, bro. This guy well, sucks. I mean, and as we've seen in the seven years that have passed. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this, did you like Will Smith's son? Like him? Like uh... I, He's not really a... I don't know. I felt like, I mean, he definitely wasn't the main guy. No. But it's just like he's there and he's doing whatever. Listen, they gave me Independence Day. I wanted Independence Day and they fucking gave it to me. And they gave it to me hard and they gave it to me long. And I fucking ate that shit up with a spoon because they know their audience. If you were the president, right? Yes. Um, Thought about this. Madam President here. Um, the seal and, award and uh so the big spaceship comes right mm-hmm. and there's a debate should we shoot at them we 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 don't know if this if we should do this or not and she goes let's fucking shoot them bro and so they shoot them uh-oh would you have shot these aliens if you were the president what do you think you would have done there <sighs> it's a very hard decision right because i get it's- it it's a you don't situation want to shoot I first thought... to start some shit, bro. You no, know? but at the same time, you don't want to shoot second. You don't want to shoot second. So Han hard. Solo taught us that. It's a rough one. Like I get it, man. That's a tough decision to make. You know, but when you're in the chair, you're there to make decisions. That's part of the job. That's why you get paid and, the big bucks. And when you put off those decisions, well, you don't belong in that seat. So I commend. <laughs> President Lanfer or whatever the hell her name is, Larfer, but I don't know. I commend M- Madam President, the president even, commend you for being proactive, making that decision to shoot down that alien spaceship, even though it just forced more aliens to come and cause more intergalactic mm-hmm. war. Um, maybe, maybe we could have tried communicating first. Um, I guess, but, but I don't know. But honestly, I think the correct decision was made. You have those space stations set up on the moon for a reason. They're for the defense of your planet. And honestly, I think um, maybe shoot first, ask questions later is not necessarily the best strategy. But, you know, I think sometimes you need to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. I think in this case, you have to shoot first because... You dealt with this 20 years ago. Yep. You got fucked up. They took uh, your White House. We had to rebuild the whole fucking White House. You know, they fucked your shit up. What are the odds of them coming back 20 years later to be like, hey, what's up, bro? We're just yeah. checking in. How's everybody doing? We bring like, space yeah. bucks. <laughs> we bring you love. <laughs> it's giving us love. Kill it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you uh are you an alien guy, Joe? Like you like aliens? Like you I, into alien shit? I have always enjoyed um space settings. Space is cool. So I, I've always thought space is really cool. I always had this weird thing where I enjoyed space and I enjoyed dinosaurs. 
Who come so, on? Dinosaurs are the best, bro. They're so fucking cool. So fucking cool. Um, you know, obviously opposite ends of the spectrum, but we did have that uh that one cartoon where the dinosaurs end up in space and <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess like by proxy, like I always have an interest in this, even from I'm not the biggest sci-fi guy, but like yeah. even like the X-Files, like I always had an interest in, even if it wasn't like my favorite show, but it was something I could sit and watch all the time. So I guess I'm, I guess I do. I guess I do more than I let on. I'm the same way, right? Because I always I always not that I would not say I'm a sci-fi guy, but I, when I watch a sci-fi thing, I'm like so into it, and I love it because I love yeah. science and stuff. It's interesting shit, but it's usually not the first thing I'm I'm jumping to. Exactly. But then when I but when I watch it, I'm like, man, that was a good ass movie. Oh man, I love that. You know. So with aliens, same thing with aliens and stuff. As a kid, aliens always freaked me out. Uh, Fire in the sky, that movie that came out like '94, '95. Uh, the trailers for that fucked my life up as a kid. It was spooky as shit. And also being in the city with my grandpa, one time I read a weekly world news. Remember these things? (laughs) And it was a thing. Made that boy a star. (laughs) There was a thing about aliens coming and inducting uh, New York City boys or something like that. So that shit fucked me up. So I used to see them always at the cash register when I would go food shopping. Always. That's what they were. Yep. And I knew better. Than to ask my mom to buy me Weekly World News. Like, I knew that just, like, was no chance. For any of you that have ever met my mom, you know, like, she would not even entertain the thought of it. But my brother, however, was like, Mom, can I get this Weekly World News? And she'd be like, no, like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you got a magazine. Because my mom would pick up, (laughs) like, Women's World or something at the register. (laughs) So then they're like... She started buying him weekly world news. So we would we would have this kind of just sticking around the house, and it was just unbelievable. So fucking fun. I love it. Can I have a thing? She gets him a fucking subscription coming to the house. He in all honesty, <laughs> there may have been a point where he did have a subscription. I fucking love it. Anything for the baby boy. <laughs> oh. Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> Let's hit the music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you? Yeah, all right, main man, standings here, Joe. Where does ID forty two land on your main man standings? Gomez, I'm not kidding. I fucking love this movie. I loved it then. I love it now. I don't know why it took me so long to rewatch it. That is an egregious error in judgment on my part. I will not ever make that mistake again. I think this is a quadruple main man. Four stars. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to give this four stars. Wow. You're going to give it four stars as well? Uh, no, not even. I'm going to give it half of that. I'll give it two stars. I'll be nice. We'll oh, give it two oh, stars. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say eight stars. And I was like. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Oh man, you know it's it's not great. Uh, it's it not, is great. It's not. Uh, there's a few things that are what interesting. What do you like about this movie? A lot of stuff. I don't like the action. I don't like the characters. Like I said, uh, there's stuff in here that's okay. My biggest thing is the way the movie ends with them going, let's go. We're going to go fly, and we're going to fuck them up in this this shit. That's the movie I want. I want that movie where they're well, in space. We got to wait. It's fighting aliens. Years. So we got another 13 years to go for another that Another 13 movie. years to go. There was, uh, there was this movie that came out. I don't know if you ever saw it. Called Skyline. It was an alien invasion movie, right? The aliens come here, right? It was a you know kind of popular movie, whatever. But it made like uh, four spin-off sequels, right? Directed DVD. Oh, okay. But the cool thing about it is it turned into now we're in space fucking up the aliens. So mm. it turned really fun, and that's what I want. I want to see some space stuff. I don't want to see the aliens coming here blowing up the White House again or blowing up this again. I want to blow up their shit. Come on. Oh, man. So 13 more years. I can't wait. 13 years. You get your movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My spaceship broke. <laughs> That's what you get for not appreciating uh, real talking space. Talking shit about the spaceship. Uh, we can fix that fast. So um, <laughs> next week is the last week of our sequel month here, Joe. Oh, no. So soon. So soon. It's been a whole month we've done this. Mm. There's only one way to go out, baby. We got to do Mean Girls too. We have to do Mean Girls too. got to do Mean Girls too. So this is another movie that is not streaming fucking anywhere. So it will be on the Twitch again. And uh, we'll have a good time wrapping up our oddball sequels here. With the I, this is the way too. to do it. This is why we started this little series that we did for this month, and that's the way we're going to end it. So twitch.tv slash mezmovie. Make sure you give Gomez a follow over there. That way you can see what else he's got going on. Sometimes he just puts up random shit in the middle I of all do. this stuff, too. I do. I will this week for the last one. I'll have some some fun stuff in between. Uh, so this week we got two things coming out here, Joe. Well, how many I, things am I going to have I to watch? I want you to watch one. You can watch the other one, too. Okay. Uh, so the big thing this week is uh, there's a new M. Night Shyamalan movie coming out called okay. Knock on the Cabin. Is there a twist? Uh, there's always a twist. A twist. Um, so this movie is about uh, people are in a cabin having a nice little time. And then Batista Man... Um, I'm sorry, what? Batista Man, Ron Weasley, and someone else knock on the door. And they're like, hey, um, the apocalypse is about to happen. And the only way to stop it is um, one of you guys have to die. You you have to sacrifice someone in this cabin right here. And so now, is there really an apocalypse happening? Will this really stop the apocalypse? It's supposed to be good. Uh, the trailer's great, but I mean, every M. Night trailer, I mean, if if there's a world's greatest director based off of trailers, it's M. Night Shyamalan. His trailers all look amazing. So this one looks great. Uh, I'm going to go see it. If you want to see it, you could go. You don't have to. This is in the movie theater? This is a movie theater, yes. It comes out this Friday, February okay. 3rd or whatever. So 
again, you want to see it, go see it. Don't worry. But this next movie, I want you to see. We've okay. talked about it two weeks in a row. Skin Marink. It comes out on Shudder. I really, I think the fans, I think the passengers really need Joe to watch this movie. You piece of shit. You guys, I don't think you got what you wanted with this sequel month because nothing has been too crazy. I think you're going to get it if Joe watches this movie. I really think so. So Shudder comes out on Thursday, the second, I believe. Skinamarink. You've been warned. This is not for everyone. Half the people listening to this that watch it are going to hate us for recommending this movie. Well, I'm not really recommending. I'm just saying it's something... You know, you gotta see. <laughs> so that's it. So trust me, don't worry about going to the movies. I'll go, I'll let you know, and then maybe you could go later, whatever. Uh <laughs> so that's that's for next week. All right. Mean girls to skin marink, and I'll hit you guys up with knock on the cap. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's the fucking dog. That dog is loud today, bro. Yeah, it's. Fucking, I know you've mentioned that a, there's yeah, a loud ass dog. I told but you. I've never heard that fucking guy. It's like a six pound dog that wants to pretend he's two hundred pounds. Always, always, always. The littlest dog is always so annoying, bro. Oh goodness. So we talked about uh, next week. Can we wrap up this week first, baby? I think we should. All right. It is now time for the big finish. Big finish time. My favorite time. Let's uh, get this wheel up and spin it, baby. There it is. Here we go. Spin it. This Ooh. is interesting. Today's big finish, Ben Stiller movies. Here we go. I don't know even where to start. Um, I think Meet the Parents is probably going to be... Has to be on the list. Those movies are it, fantastic. It, it is. Uh, it's really good. Um... I was a big Zoolander guy. Are you a Zoolander guy? I like Zoolander. Yes, I don't uh, go crazy for it, but I do like. Oh, it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. There's something about Mary. There's something one. about Mary. Number one. Number one. Number when one that movie came out, I don't. I, it's probably hard to appreciate now, but when that movie came out, it was genuinely one of the funniest fucking things I had ever seen in my life at that point. Still is, bro. Still holds up. It's still and wonderful. And especially, I had seen like a sneak preview of it, so I wasn't like, I, it's not like I had a bunch of people yeah, in my no. ear telling me how great it was. So that movie is just absolutely incredible. That's got to be number one. So that, uh, I'm a big cable guy. Guy. Yeah. I do love that movie. Uh, he said he directed it. He's got that little ass part in it where he plays the fake Melendez brothers thing. Yeah, the Melendez brothers. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going through his page now and I'm seeing a lot of movies. You know, he's got a lot. Like, Ben Stiller been around a long time now. You're talking, what, 35 years? 
you know, going back to like reality bites. You know what I mean? Like that's a long fucking time ago now. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, or you, you were, you like that, right? Of course, I'm a big uh, <clears throat> Wes Anderson guy. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It wouldn't be on my list, but even Dodgeball. Um, you know, oh, I'm a big keeping the faith guy. I don't really? know if you, yes, with uh, Ed Norton, where he's a rabbi and he's a priest, and they fall in love with Dahmer and Greg. I've, uh, <laughs> I'm a big, uh, big fan of that movie. Um, I don't think it's the best movie, but I like. Along came Polly. Like it has a lot of moments. Has moments has a lot of moments. Yes, definitely. It's not like the best movie. It's not the best. I, you know, start to finish. But like, it does have a lot of moments. But I think if I'm gonna have to make a, a top three, it's there's something about Mary. Meet the parents, and then I'm gonna go. I was late to this movie, so I was beyond all the hype. But after watching it, it's like a movie every now and then I'll revisit. So I'm going to go Tropic Thunder, number three. I like Tropic Thunder. I never loved Tropic Thunder. I think it's very funny at times. It's good, but I just never uh, loved it like that. Um, So let's go. I mean, Starsky and Hutch, right? We love Starsky. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) But I'll go. uh, There's something about Mary. Uh, keeping the faith, and uh, we'll do Royal Tenenbaums. Meet the parents will be okay. right there. So that's a good one. Ben Stiller. I haven't thought about Ben Stiller in a while. No, and he's he's genuinely got a lot on this list where I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fun. That was good. I, I like this. So hell of a career. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. Let's uh let's wrap this son of a bitch up here. Thank you guys for watching and or listening to the Car Jomez podcast. We genuinely appreciate it. Please remember to hit that subscribe button button wherever it is that you're listening and or watching. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Send us an email, carjomez at gmail.com. If there's some pertinent message you want to get to us, we do check it and respond. Um, you can follow all of my stuff. Over at the Joe Shoes, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the good stuff. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes if you'd like to support and buy a shirt. Yes, I'm the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. My Twitch is Mez Movie. We'll be showing Mean Girls and uh, we'll have a little stuff there. I'll, I'll make it fun for everybody. A little two hour block of uh, some fun shit there. So we're back next week with Mean Girls 2, Skinamarink, and if you feel like doing the extra credit, what is it, Cabin Fever? <laughs> knock uh, knock at the cabin, some shit like that. <laughs> knock on the cabin. <laughs> so that's if you want to do the extra credit. I yeah. got all my extra credit out of the way this week. Yes, Joe did I, I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It all worked out. In all honesty... I really didn't have any misses here. I kind of enjoyed everything I watched. So if you want to check out Shotgun Wedding, sure, fun little movie. If you want to watch Poker Face, absolutely. Gomez, I seem to like it more than me, but I still liked it. I got to give it a triple main, man. If you want to check out the Pez Outlaw, I think everyone should watch the Pez Outlaw. Everyone should check out that. It's fucking crazy, bro. But even the Broken Hearts Gallery kind of, you know, a little step away from the normal kinds of movies we watch. Catch you right in the fields. Love, love. It's about love. It's about nostalgia, and it's about the people who are special to you. And that kind of stuff just melts this fucking heart.
So uh, Gomez, with that all being said, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace. Peace.